This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Drinkers, we are back. It is October 3rd, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 Eastern, and we are here to talk about the Lions' insane loss, uh, 48-45 at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith. And we have a lot to talk about this game, a lot. Before we dive into it, though, let's uh, get to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So we got Red Dog. Yo! Bob. Hello, hello. And Cotter. What's up, Lions fans? All right, gentlemen. So the Lions lose 48-45 in a nutty, nutty, nutty game. Uh, the Lions, through the first four games of this NFL season, have scored more points than any team in NFL history through four games and, and 11 more than any team in the NFL currently. But they've also given up more points than any team in the first four games of an NFL season with 141, which is 30, I'm sorry, 26 more than the second closest, which is the Seahawks. Uh, so just an insane uh, dichotomy. That's a point differential of one point. And yet the Lions, you know, with those stats at offense, you think 4-0, maybe 3-1. and Nope. Yeah. 1-3. and Yeah. <laughs> and that is because of this defense that just is constantly – getting shredded mm. and i think i was asking last week do you know do we think about what do we think about aaron glenn uh everybody's giving him like this like he'll be the next head coach hired hype before the season i kind of wish he had been <laughs> <laughs> and right now it he uh, his job looks like it's in jeopardy yeah although is, campbell gave him a vote of confidence today on his he did he did so he said for now yeah, yeah. For now. you kind of have to unless you're firing him that day in my opinion um, it's still early in the season, but my goodness. Do we, so wait, first of all, do we think this is more Aaron Glenn? Or is it more on Campbell and Brad Holmes? Who who gets the blame so far for the first four games? For the it's on everyone. Four games. I mean, I mean we had one of a second round pick that's been playing the last two years, so a little bit's on Holmes. Obviously you can't gotta blame the head coach. And uh 
I know the personnel's not there, but this whole like man blitz scheme we're doing, I don't know if we don't have the personnel to do it or if we're or if teams are figuring out. I know was it Rashad Penny that said he like could see the opponent's plays coming. This isn't the first time we've heard this before. That's so frustrating to hear that again. We don't have the worst defense in the league on personnel. I don't believe that. We should be at least in the twenties somewhere. This is crazy. Right, like last year, it, like when our offense was really struggling, it seemed like our defense was keeping in ga- us in games a lot of times. They were they were struggling at times too, but they were getting stops, and we always felt like if our offense could just do a little better this year, it's like our, our, our defense was pretty defense, horrible last year, though, but, too. Don't you no, think? it wasn't great. Yeah, it was not a good defense last but year. Yeah, we were like, like worse in the year. league, weren't they? We I think like we were the worst last year, and we're still the worst. We got worse. Yeah. Like, but we're getting worse. worse is the problem. There's no signs of improvement. That's we weren't giving up these kinds of scores yeah. for this frequently last year. We weren't. Like we did a couple times, like the Eagles and someone else, but like we weren't giving up like 30, 40 points consistently. Yeah. But besides one good half against uh the commanders who have shown to not be a very good team offensively, um, this defense has gotten shredded. They still gave up their points against the well, commanders. Yeah, the, I thought the Vikings game they played decent for a good portion of the game until they collapsed at the end. But fourth quarter, but even in that game, the the like the run game was extremely effective for the Vikings. And you, if you go back and watch the uh, the film in this one, it's the same things you see happening. The defensive end, like Hutchinson, just getting washed down, leaving the linebacker kind of to be like make a godlike play on the running back. And yeah. I, well, it I, does. Don't, I don't like what I'm seeing out of the, especially the run uh, scheme right now. It, it's uh, not pretty. Or the no. But see, well, a lot of, to to go to your question about who to blame, I mean, like I like I said before in the last podcast, we're gonna have to have a great offense because our defense is gonna be terrible all year. That was that's what I thought because I think we're our personnel is not very good, and that. But having said that, I think a little Aaron Glenn's got to take some of the heat because in that game. Uh, Gino Smith's doing those bootlegs, rolling out to his right, and it worked every time. Every single time. Every time. Never, never, no, no there was one, you guys. And I know this because I, I highlighted it to Connor in the text thread. They they played textbook contained. They rolled out. They had a guy spying White, and then they shut down his options. And then the very next play, they broke off like a 60-yard touchdown run. <laughs> so it yeah. was a great adjustment. Just in time. No, no but I... I I don't think they were adjusting. I mean, no, they maybe weren't. They did Overall, for that play, whatever. But, but the adjustments no. are terrible, and they couldn't stop a run when you know they're gonna run. And on the third down, when he gets a forty-yard run at the end of the game, I'm like, come on. Yep. Ah. It's like it doesn't seem like they have the secondary for this man coverage. They do. I mean, Amani's been terrible this year. Akuda's been really bad. Akuda's he's arguably the worst quarterback. In the he is. I, I, was that was PFF the one that graded him? I mean, he's the worst bottom? on PFF, but uh, I don't think PFF needs to tell you he's been horrible. I also don't even know. There's been a lot of complaints about Hutchinson using the three point stance instead of the two point stance. If you watch him at Michigan, they made that adjustment, putting him off the edge, and he had great success with it. But now they've reverted him back to like what he used to do at Michigan, and it's not working for him. We should at least see him try it. Well, so I mean, let, let's go to what Campbell said. They're going to reassess everything uh, from top to bottom. Uh, that included today them saying they're probably going to use Hutchinson in different ways than they've been using him through the first four games. I don't know if that means lining up more inside. Maybe I, I don't know what that means exactly. I, um, in defense of Hutch, though, he 
you know, if you look statistically at what Miles Garrett did his rookie year and some of these guys, they, they didn't get double-digit sacks. And he's yeah. he's pacing along as far as tackles and, and sacks right now uh, and, with those yeah, guys. And Hutch, and Hutch is leading all rookie uh, D-linemen with uh, pressures. Yeah, and he did get some – he hit the quarterback twice. I mean, I'm not saying he had a great game or anything, but I don't think he's the problem. But he's, you can't rely on a rookie to be the answer for the defense. Right. No, no. I was just wondering if we're putting Hutch in the best position to succeed. That's, that's no, but well, like we were talking about before the season, how this line is undersized, and I think it's it's uh, losing the commish hurt. We're seeing that here, you know. Yeah, we're thin. That's I, here, yeah, I, Bob. I think we're a little better on defense personnel wise than you. Maybe your assessment, not much, <laughs> but uh, like we're so thin. Like we've got we brought in a guy like Kaminsky and. He was having fabulous results to start the season, and then he goes down, and suddenly that effectiveness sort of disappeared with him. And like that fourth, I feel like that, especially that fourth spot, like uh, Harris could probably be upgraded with a more elite talent, and McNeil is still hasn't really popped, but I don't think he's getting enough help around him. And then obviously Hutch, but that fourth spot right now is just so it's weak. We don't have a, a dog there to fill that spot. Like all those guys are and- at best rotational guys. You know that uh, we don't have the depth when guys like Hutchinson are playing 81% of the snaps. Dude. Charles Harris is playing 79% of the snaps. Yeah. Ali McNeil is playing 77% of the snaps. And uh, and Brockers played like 43% of the snaps. He's yeah, like a he ghost out there. Oh, you know? God, yeah. I mean, so I know they brought him in there, could like him, but I don't think that's – I don't think that was a good, good get for them. Same. I mean, I've been saying that since pretty much – last year uh yeah and coming into this remember year, i hope i use my preseason cut <laughs> and and anzalone was starting to flash a little bit the last couple of games but he seems to have reverted back to being exposed for you know being a little slow out there and you know and, and Derek barnes is not panning out i mean he, he only played a third of the snaps in this game yeah he made a tackle though they, i heard his name once they have no faith in him <laughs> chris board who is our top rated linebacker past two weeks uh hardly played in this game as well he only came in when when uh Rodrigo got injured near the end. Yeah. yeah, he's more of a special teamer guy, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's frustrating. I, know this, I do think this team is. I ultimately think it's struggling a little bit on talent, but uh, the answers that Aaron Glenn is trying to find to make up for the deficiencies are not very good. And maybe yeah. you know he gets a little bit of a, a leeway here. I mean, a lot of people didn't see this season as a you know a real like contender season i you know obviously they weren't on this podcast but uh <laughs> yeah but um, the lions defense is supposed to be like attack like like connor was taking man blitz right a lot of blitzes get, uh, get some pressures they're not getting the no pressure. we're not they're getting burned uh so i mean i'd rather just see them play like a bento break defense let them march it down methodically and hope that they make i'd rather see that than well, like a giant 40 yard yeah giving up constantly. i don't think they have the personnel right now to do it Aaron Glenn's trying to do. I mean, they need a better push just with the with the four man rush, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's on Glenn, there. then. Uh, well, or that's no, on uh, yeah. personnel. Yeah, but well, it's on Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look yeah, at his t- last two second round picks. Well, yeah, this, well, Pascal's going to come back though. So, uh, what what I would say though, we were in a rebuild. I mean, looking at the the Kool Aid side of it, our offense two years ago was ranked 21st. Now we have the number one offensive league scoring and yardage wise. Number one. In the league, Williams. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Under step, undermanned too. We're missing uh, yeah, three of our top players. Two receivers, linemen. Yeah. And we still have Jamison Williams coming up. So Ooh, the, the the future looks bright for the offense. 
So hopefully next year, you know, the defense gets all the love, you know, mm-hmm. for building. And so. I think it looks bright there too, future-wise. Like, I mean, you got Hutch, Rodrigo. Like, you got some pieces already, and we're not like totally deficient. Akuda, like, I feel so good to be saying. I know he struggled in this game, but I'm not gonna hold that against him. That was bound to happen. It's the NFL, and that, and finally he faced the dude who he just can't bully. Freaking Metcalf's a monster. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I love some of the pieces we have on this defense. They just need uh, McNeil. They just need some help. Like, Charles Harris is a solid edge guy, but if he's your number one opposite of Hutch, I think you could do a little bit better. Get, like, a, an, oh, a, you know, a, a true number one there to go across from Hutch. So, I think I like a lot of what we got going. Future-wise, absolutely. Just this year, we're so thin. And the linebackers, you know, as fun as Rodrigo is, you know, he shouldn't be their one of our best linebackers. <laughs> I, mean, Not as a I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, frustrating it's a dose of reality. <laughs> Give me the Kool Aid. Hold on, guys. Yeah. What do you think? You think Aaron Glove would be able to scheme up one stop on defense uh, at some point in this game? You just can't put your team in a in a position where you're on third and twenty and the draw play as nobody was like 10 yards of the running back is really and yeah. really bizarre I, I and like here's a great example on the quarterback draw for Geno Smith he's run the ball like three times this year but regardless uh, there was nobody over the middle of the field besides one right. linebacker yeah. and our 2D tackle out completely outmatched just yeah line, lining up wise mm-hmm. and there was another uh, uh, copy and paste play that we've seen all year where whoever it was Hutch or somebody gets a great rush and they're pushing him and then quarterback white steps to the side runs for an easy first down it wasn't for 30 yards this time so that's improvement but it looks so familiar it's like when we're getting burnt by the same stuff over and over again that's where i get really hurt like i understand we got to make up for some deficiencies but don't let them burn you the same way you know twice let alone i don't know how many times that's happened already this year yeah we i think we missed tracy walker but you know we shouldn't be able to have that big of a drop off from definitely Tracy, Tracy Walker. Walker. Kirby Joseph had a rough game in this one too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean Kirby, I think is a developmental guy, and he had to step right. up today, so it's like a tough assignment. And an open competition this week uh, with him, Hughes, and uh, Iffy. Apparently, Iffy is just really bad What's up with him practice because he can't even get on the field, and he's perfectly healthy. That's too bad because he was promising That's last fair. year. I thought, but I, didn't they move him away from that man corner where he looked like? He- starting to come on like the safety and stuff i don't know yeah but uh did you guys hear what dan campbell said when he was his explanation basically of all of it because i know it's, it's so hard to give answers to what it's obviously a holistic sort of thing and he was talking about how on defense especially there was a lot and this goes to personnel a lot of uh people trying to do too much not trusting each other, trying to compensate for each other. And that's always a sign of bad defense when you guys can't trust each other to, you know, cover their jobs, cover their responsibilities, because as soon as one guy covers another guy's and his is left uncovered. And that's kind of what home or what he's talking about. But then that's like, that's coaching one one really, isn't it? To some extent and personnel, I don't know, like, but are we that bad? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was frustrating because the Seahawks are not like a great offense, but they no, they were not. the number one quarterback of the week was uh, Geno Smith, and number two <laughs> was Jared Goff. So it was like the, quite the shootout there. But <laughs> yeah, at least they made it entertaining, I guess. But 
Yeah, so, I mean, let's go to the yeah, other half. Offense. So, I mean, the Lions missing top two wide receivers, our top two starting off the linemen. Uh, I mean, Big V's out for the year. Most likely out for the year, if not the regular season. Um, and then, obviously, Jonah Jackson loses his finger. So, we're playing with a kind of a hot – and Swift is out, too. So, we're playing mm-hmm. with a bunch of backups on offense. <laughs> and they're doing their job exceedingly well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scoring 45 points. Obviously, the one big bugaboo. Coming on in the second half with the pick six, uh, that was not good. Obviously. Hey, what do you guys uh, think about the guy I've been pushing him to resign all year? You guys are questioning is T.J. Hawkinson, and I think he, he showed up big. He had a career time. day. Well, he definitely Once showed up. Uh, best game of his career. Compared, yeah. I mean, game one. <laughs> they needed him to step up, and he stepped up. He's so good. Absolutely. The only Finally. only re- only tight end with more yards than him is Kelsey. So. <laughs> hey, Bob. Told- for the year. For the year. <laughs> So I said this just was a thread. The more you text that, the closer and closer I get to coming on board. <laughs> yeah. I hope you, I keep seeing it and I keep seeing it. Cause not only did he break that, he was a key block at one of those big runs too. And, yeah. uh, hey. and, and that two point conversion, that guy can catch, man. He's I I'm telling you that he stepped up when, when, uh, everyone else went down, like he showed he could be a primary weapon. And I mean, he's shown some flashes of that, but this was like when he really was needed to be leaned on, he was, leaned on effectively and that's exciting to see for yeah him. and that's what you need from you know like with the rams i mean this is an extreme example because they just won the super bowl but in the big games you need the, your big players to step mm. up and he was called to step up and he stepped up you know and we need uh, you know other big guys to do that so jamal i thought did as well oh yeah he was awesome except for those two weird drops he had he's <sighs> wide open right in his hands <laughs> yeah he was yeah <laughs> he's got but he had a sweet shit. run that, uh, what was it, 50-yard run? Yeah, he shows yeah. Oh, that stiff arm. Oh, I love to see him because, like, like UJ talked about, I hope he plays good enough to stick around. And if he keeps running like that, he's going to have a place on this roster. Hell, yeah. And then, you know, while uh, Swift is, you know, still getting himself together, you know, they can limit his runs, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't have to work, work him like a workhorse because he's right. 1A is pretty good, too. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Josh Reynolds stepped up again in this game. He's having a great season. He's officially grown um, on me. Like, I wasn't quite sure, but now I'm, I'm in. Him and Goff have a great connection together. Oh, yeah. Really good timing. Uh, really good chemistry out there. They do. Uh, so keep taking that over on Josh Reynolds' receiving yards, right, Connor? Yep, it hits every time. <laughs> it was it was higher this game. It was like 52 and a half, I think, which makes sense because. Still hit it. I like seeing yeah. him as a red zone weapon. Josh Reynolds, uh, nicknamed Kennedy Seven Eleven, because he's you can always rely on him. He's always there. Yeah. But <laughs> and he did in this game. Three yeah. catches, fifty-four yards, a few yeah. clutch third down uh, receptions in this one. Uh, yeah. No, he looked good. This was his best game, maybe. He looked good. Well, he, 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 well, you got the opportunity. Well, that's you know? the thing. Like honestly, well, he's had so he's dropped a couple opportunities this year, but he's been like a a reliable valve from time to time. But no, I honestly think he's made a good bid. To replace Chark as number one right now because Chark I, has not shown me a who? whole lot yet. I don't know about that. Chark. Are you talking about Reynolds? Yeah. The, oh, okay. I oh, I thought you were talking about Kennedy so. over Chark. Yeah. Oh, no. Reynolds. He's oh, okay, looking yeah. like a stud. He's looking like a true oh, number one. I got you. Okay. Like he showed last year when he played that role for us. He came in and opened up our whole offense for St. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, well, St. Brown's our number one. Well, I mean the number one in the traditional oh, you mean the role, like oh, like the outside. Yeah, the the number one is yeah. your primary. He's like a prototypical yep. receiver who can take out, take off the top, or you know, be at least a deep target on the edge. You got to be respected. 
he opens it for for St. Brown. Like that's why we brought Shark this year largely to help open that more as a prototype, yeah. but you know, he's not far off the prototype Reynolds. In fact, he has many of the traits necessary, so I'm excited to see him continue to send. He'll get there just in time for Jameson to come in and take him. Oh right my from gosh. Him. Yeah. Across from him. <laughs> Across from him with St. Brown in the middle? Are you kidding me? Oh. Can you imagine this offense uh like getting well or adding Jameson? Well, I know he said the past few weeks, but man, it's just Right. It's really exciting. Well, I think he replaces Raymond nicely in this offense. Raymond has been a little disappointing, but he's been okay. Like he's just not I feel like he could do more with his speed, but I think he had a drop in this game too, right? I think so. He's just been. Isn't it crazy these drops are having? We're still scoring like this. I know, largely because it's wide matter. open. Uh, so Bring us the golf, baby. I don't know if we're giving him enough credit, but man, talk about the opposite and uh, for respective coordinators. Maybe, uh, maybe the Lions made sure he wasn't on hard knocks. He wanted to hide his ass, you know. Hey, that's what I said back in. Might <laughs> make sense. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> We definitely showed too much Aaron Glenn on oh, there. We can... Well, no, we showed just yeah. take People place. are saying, like, they know I do Staley's yelling at him now. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Jared Goff continues to impress you. I know he threw the pick six, which is brutal. Yeah, that hurt. That sucks. Ended up being the difference maker in a shootout. Yeah. He was great, though. I mean, when you put up 45 points, you expect to win. And he did everything he needed to do to make sure this team won. Yeah, his pocket presence is like a complete 180 from Seriously, last year. Seriously, his biggest Yeah, problem. extremely impressed. Uh, he's like warding off blitzers, and his comp- he's not backpedaling like 20 yards <laughs> like he did last year. Uh, yeah. His, I am. It's like a different quarterback in a lot of ways. His overall composure is just so remarkable out there. I mean, unfortunately, he still gets seems to get flustered and play, or like they, every once in a while he just has one of those drives where he just can't hit anybody. But, like, he never looks rattled out there. Like, he gets a sack, he gets up, he's calm. But, you know, they don't hit the play, whatever. He's, you know, got the fingers up, some, you know, summoning the next call, whatever. He looks so calm and collected, and then that translates in the pocket. He doesn't look panicked at all. Yeah, like, yeah. I was talking with Grace today, my daughter, about this. She's a big Lions fan, was on the Lady Lions podcast. Uh, but I was saying how Goff, he's such a California kid. He grew up in the West Coast, West Coast kid and all that. But he's got the kind of Detroit attitude because he mm. came in here. When he came to Detroit, he kept his head down, went to work. He hasn't complained a bit, and he's he's a gritty guy, man. I think he's got the grit thing going. So. Agreed. Yeah, if he if he plays like this all year, I mean, I'll feel pretty good about bringing him back next year. Yeah, we can use those first rounders on oh, defense instead please. of a quarterback. Yeah, straight up for Will Anderson. Oh, oh who's that? Huge what does he difference. Play? Linebacker. Uh, linebacker edge. Oh, that's what we need. More defensive front seven, please. All of them. Go watch Red Dog. If you don't know him, go watch his uh, highlight tape on YouTube. Oh, I'll get there. Don't worry. We're not. I don't want to go to we'll draft get, mode yet, guys. Okay. We'll get two really good first rounders and a second rounder that doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be great. Oh my goodness. That is a like, uh, weird thing. Man. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I, was, I mean. We'll we'll just keep drinking the Kool Aid on the offense. Uh, the one, you know, Dan. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say Dan Skipper continues to play pretty well at left guard. Um, Evan Brown, obviously, a much more solid right guard than uh, Stenberg. Yeah. Um. So, and then uh, Sewell, if just go watch his tape again this week. He is a beast. He should be an All Pro right tackle. Hey, you guys. Uh, be, I, I was Connor and I were at the game, but you guys watched it on TV. I, I was reading about. 
the holding call, and they said it was kind of sketchy. The call, I didn't really get to see it. Did you see the, when Sewell had the holding call? Oh, I didn't even know so he had. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It could have gone either way. Yeah, one of the writers, I think Mindkey, said it was sketchy, but I, don't hey, know. I didn't see it. As someone who watched without am, sound, so. can we get a little bit of what happened on the uh, extra play that Philly got? That oh game, yeah, that oh, touchdown. Like they messed up the play clock. Uh, yeah, so they they blew the whistle to reset it correctly. Oh, so that's why uh, he threw the ball away in the first place. The play was blown dead. I heard. I was the. I read that they realized like, like right after they snapped. Yeah. What? It's kind of like a live. That's why it looked like a live play, but then the, the ref stepped in and stopped it. But they had they kind of given up on them, so like we didn't really stop them. You couldn't, right? As a fan, you couldn't hear the whistle though, and it looked like the play was real because everyone was yeah. running the play. On TV, and then, it did. right? Yeah. On TV, it sounded like that too. You couldn't hear the whistle either. I couldn't um, hear anything, so it looked very much like a play got beat. <laughs> like we stopped. But those refs sucked. They were terrible. They oh. they kept. They were so confused. I mean, that intentional grounding, which is pretty obvious, that's what messed up that play before because they were confused about, is it intentional grounding? Mm. It was an obvious intentional grounding. Yeah. And then they were talking about it, and then they forgot to reset the clock or whatever. I don't know. Hey, you're right. That was a terrible – those refs suck. But I'm glad you brought up that intentional grounding because I feel like to bring a little more silver lining to this defense, that play by Rodrigo was outstanding. He beat that block so well with his strength and speed, and then just like lions swipe freaking Smith's hands or legs out from under him. It was so dirty, and then he threw away an intentional grounding, basically a sack. I love seeing that. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, he's a highlight. Uh, he, he definitely still a big playmaker. Special teams here. turnover. Um, I mean, from the linebackers though, if if you go re- go back and watch, well, I know they're not. You know, maybe the greatest athletes or linebackers. This is where it comes back to scheme again for me. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly like trying to catch like uh, the uh, motion guy in the backfield, like from the other side of the defense. Like if, if we're looking at the quarterback from the defensive side of the ball, Anzalone's kind of lined up over the middle of the center. The guy's in motion, and Anzalone is not moving with the running back. He's just staying in the middle, and then he's like expected to cover <laughs> that guy at times oh. and i'm very confused why he's not following him along it looks like he's in man but not moving along with him like it's a disguise i don't know if they're like trying to disguise yeah. yeah but like okay congrats you disguised it but now he's wide <laughs> <open>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i don't i don't understand i'm very confused by what scheme they're trying to pull off maybe anzalone has convinced clearly. him that he's secretly luke keekly or something <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> he's fast but he ain't that fast yeah I don't know. I just don't uh, think we have the secondary. I mean, I know the line isn't good either, but yeah, I also don't think the secondary is, especially losing Walker now, is nearly good enough to pull I mean, off. It's not, like the, it's not like the Lions have not invested in. To their, me, it's uh, a Warriors. The biggest line. They they put they've gotten they've drafted Levi in the second round now. Pascal. These guys are broken. <laughs> they they've gotten on the field. But didn't like yeah. Didn't Caldwell talk about how when he came from the Rams, like injured players were seen as sort of like a like a taboo, like you just kind of stayed away from him, and now all of a sudden he's put two straight second rounders and our second first round pick this year in injured guys. Like suddenly he's just all injured guy happy, including <sighs> our tight end actually. So that's fourth guy. <laughs> he just likes these injured guys all of a sudden. It's risky. Well, we can't pretend we're at all mad about the Jameson Williams one. No, I'm not like, mad about any of it though, Connor. It's just weird that he's suddenly taking all these risks. Maybe that's Dan Campbell's effect on him. I don't know. 
maybe I think as a free agent, that's just the way he rolls. So. It's tough to remember that from Brad Holmes' perspective, we are still in a rebuild, and they don't feel the need to get guys like Pascal and Williams in there right away. They're willing to be patient. On Zarike, that we're was also yeah. biggest. We're concern. also missing our top paid uh, defensive lineman in Aquara. Yes. Uh, yeah. We haven't heard a peep out of if he's going to be playing this year or not after his Achilles injury. Romeo Aquara, that is. That's got to be even harder a on a big guy. After his in- more than a year now after his injury. Yeah, that's Weird. that's a tough injury to come back from. I know Kuda did, but that, I think that's the exception more than the Yeah, the and he's a big dude, too. Like, sure. it's just different when you're 100 pounds heavier than a Kuda. <laughs> like, almost. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of force you generate through that ankle. But Pascal's practicing this week, right? Isn't that what they said? So, yeah, so, yeah, he'll be back. So uh, he might feel the His commission. big thing is the, you know, he'll be at work in the pass game, but... Uh, his strength is the run defense, so God only knows we need help there. Well, we need help everywhere. Yeah, yeah the run defense. Would... It starts at the run defense. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least uh, under Aaron Glenn, the run defense has been horrible. And it was with Patricia, too. I just, like, I'm sick of bringing in supposed defensive geniuses and then we have the worst defense in the league. <laughs> It's happened with multiple dumb, yeah, people. I think we said this before. Let's get the dumbest guy. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All the defense. I just hope they were overthinking it this candidates. far and they settle in here. That's the only thing. Like, I know it sucks that we're one and three and we've now entered ourselves into like one of the lowest statistic categories of actually achieving anything meaningful in terms of records in a season, like Super Bowls and stuff, because it just statistically is not likely to happen now. But, like, this is still a long season. We're only less than a, just under a quarter of the way through. And, uh, you know, this team at least shows a lot of thoughtfulness. So my only hope is that, you know, they can maybe figure this thing out still. Because I don't think you just bail on, on Glenn either at this point. You have a lot of respect for the guy. We give him a chance to figure it out. Yeah, halfway through the season. Like, if it, yeah. Yeah, if it persists, then it's just, like, yeah, you got to do Well, it like they do. said, like uh, Campbell was saying, He's not afraid. I mean, as much as you like guys, he's he's not afraid to make a tough decision because he mm-hmm. liked Anthony Lynn a lot, and he did make the move. But he believes in yeah. what Glenn's doing right now, so he'll he'll have a little more time to work it out. So we'll see. Yeah, the, I, you know but, what though irked me the the one thing they're gonna do to fix is the oh we're gonna you know simplify things not again. <laughs> like if they just said like hey we're gonna run a little more cover three until you know, we figure out our personnel. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But I don't really know what they mean by simplify the scheme. Is it so complicated that they can't figure it out? Right, like they're making too many mistakes. So. I don't know. It this seems too fun, though, to have uh, to be out of the playoff race early. So they, I hope they get some wins here. Seriously. <laughs> it's 17 it's games. It's still so. a fun team to watch. Uh, this At least this offense is a lot of yeah. fun to watch. And we have some young, I mean, the Lions have the youngest starting roster in the NFL. No, they're getting um, to be happy so about it. Please keep that in mind, too, Google uh, Jinkers. But, uh, you know, it, it would it would still be nice not to give up a touchdown every drive of the game. Yeah. But, uh, um, but the the league is so much parity right now. If we can keep scoring like this, I think we, we might be able to sneak in a, a wild card. I know. You know. This division feels so open. I don't think the Packers are that great. The division's still open. The Bears are a disaster. And we should have beaten the Vikings on their home turf. Like yep. one divisional game loss is not the season. That's just plenty of no, but we played. Take we the can't division. be giving up a billion points to Geno Smith and making him look like Peyton Manning, though. You know? Yeah, and the Lions get a uh, Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. Ooh, next week, uh, UJ's Ryan, guy. 
or most likely Bailey Zappi. Uh, I think Brian Hoyer. I don't know. Maybe not Hoyer injury. We'll get into that later this week. Um, but actually, Zappi looked pretty decent, and he's a uh, he's the first quarterback to throw a touchdown in this draft class. Oh wow! That was UJ's guy. Quarterback draft class. You want a Bailey yep, Zappi? Yep. And if you look at a side by side of him and Mac, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, they look like the same person. <laughs> I have to, I saw that on Twitter. That was really funny. <laughs> so I think I saw. Yeah, it was like if Bailey Zappi would be uh, the guy who's playing Mac Jones in a Netflix documentary about Alabama football <laughs> or something like that. So it, it, it seemed accurate. Um, regardless. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a tough one, and uh, I also had on my notes here uh, Quintus Sivas big catch on a fake punt, and uh-huh. he does what he does and gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, Rud Dog, you take this one because you are the Sivas well, I mean, slappy in this group. It sucks. He got well, hurt again. I mean, yeah. I hope he gets healthy enough to come back. I mean, this is a devastating blow to his progress. I mean, the guy's been selling out his body for this team. Uh, busting his ass on special teams and stuff, and then he gets his one chance on offense. Then he gets vertical. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, uh, and, well, I mean, look at that. Even in his little contribution, he still got his two first downs. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. I hope he gets healthy. Jack but... Box, nice throw. Good back shoulder. Yeah, nice how about that throw, man? That was amazing. For punter, that, was a, that was a tough throw. He's tight coverage there. So, <laughs> you like the fake punter? You rather we just go for it on offense? <laughs> I, I love the fake punt. Like you can never punt. get wrong. It definitely oh, keep a team on our uh, our toes. That's for sure. Yeah, because that's the sort of creativity that we've always had on offense. Even like last year against yeah. the Rams, I and the Lions had a really good shot at that uh, onside kick. Yeah, I know. Four or five chances. Oh, did we? I missed it because they changed the games at my beat ups. Yeah. The refs preemptively threw the flag in case the Lions got it. So they could yeah, bring it right. Back. Oh my that's God. why they picked it up. It was a good onside kick. Yeah. Great opportunity. It was. They almost got it, and I believe they would have won the game if they had gotten it. Yeah. I, re- I honestly thought they, they were going to get it. I, 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 onside kicks seem much more uh, exciting nowadays. Uh, they, they seem harder to recover than they Technique have hasn't proven. They are harder to recover now with the Technique, rule changes. But also, I think the rules uh, where you're not putting nine people on one side of the field has actually helped the kick. Uh, onside kicks. Yeah. Because it spreads out the players more yeah that's that's my i don't know if that's true like statistically or whatever but that's what I yeah well you can't have that mass of humanity flying down anymore on one side of the field yeah do you miss the days where just people just launch their bodies at like full tilt yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and the guys on the outside kick were just at the front line were just at the mercy <laughs> <laughs> one thing i think is interesting is how much they coach or seem to coach like attacking the ball nowadays when like like Oh, wait, no, I did see it. I'm sorry. I forgot because I only caught the very end of it, the replay, is that the guy dove forward and, like, it bounced off his hands. Like, and the ball might have not even gone 10 yards at that point. Like, I don't understand that strategy necessarily. It's like you're giving them a better chance of actually getting the turnover. Yeah. And the Lions are hosting uh, kicking tryouts this week. Uh, if you thought <laughs> Siebert was bad, uh, well, you saw the alternative. Not good. Yeah, missed extra points, which was crazy. And the kick out of bounds on a in a dome, control conditions. You can't kick a kickoff, you know, straight down the field. Air conditioning was. I was on. gonna say, did they <laughs> turn it on for the wrong team? That's true. It was kind of chilly by our seats, so the air conditioning was definitely off. <laughs> but, but that was kind of crazy. That guy's fired. He's usually pretty good at making sure which team misses. 
But I think we should have kick out tryouts regardless because it's not like Siebert was exactly elite option. Yeah. If you remember the Vikings game just a week ago. Right. He doesn't have that long leg anyway. I mean, he's yeah, supposedly has it better than uh, our other guy. But... We have to have a good kicker. We've always had the good kicker. That's the one thing the Lions did. Any former alcoholic kicker. down there? Yeah. Or go back to Jason Hansen. If we had a kicker and a linebacker, we'd be unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we need. Two players, and then we're 4-0. I like it. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, Hey, let me just talk a little bit real quick about uh, we we were at the game, as I mentioned. Jackie, we were with Jackie's sisters. And then Red Dog. Dog. Sorry about that. Red Dog. (laughs) Road Dog Sisters, and they uh, had made up some Kool-Aid T-shirts that they handed out to some people and some buttons, and they, they went to the Detroit Cookie Company, which Kelly Stafford had uh, oh, yeah. tweeted about in, in her Instagram. So they went, took a picture in front of it with the Kool-Aid button, and then it made it on Kelly Stafford's Instagram story. So that was kind of cool. Sorry, a little Kool-Aid yeah, uh, button on there. The Lady Lions, so, Lady Drinkers. Holding yeah. Down, so, yeah, thanks for the shout-out, Kelly. We really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, in, in the future, we might be giving out some uh, swag, too. Do you think she'll bring us on her podcast, the, the Kelly Stafford if podcast? she wants a rating, uh, she will, yeah. Will she bring us on? I don't know if she wants to hear what I have to say. <laughs> she yeah. might invite all of us but you. She yeah. heard yeah, She will not know what you have to right. say about Stafford. She wants to be safe. All right, so I think that'll wrap it up. Um, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Thank you to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. So we greatly appreciate that. Uh, go read the articles on there. All the podcasts on there. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify. Get your podcast. Please download. Please subscribe. And please leave a review. We greatly appreciate that. And thank you. Well, no, also thank you to our producer, Kid J. Uh, he, he is out this week. Connor, you're Kid J. I am. I'm editing the podcast. Under his week. guidance, under his tutelage. Yeah, he left a note for me on his computer, so I'm praying, uh, praying yeah. I can carry me. Are you like Kid J's Padawan? Ooh. Yes, I'm going to get the little rat tail thing that he has <laughs> in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I'll wear a bathrobe everywhere. Your headphones actually kind of look like one right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I got the little wire. Beautiful. All right, so as always, there's a good place to stop, and that is it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll be back later this week uh, with week five. The Lions are traveling to New England, a revenge game against Matt Patricia, oh, um, who is the offensive coordinator now for the Patriots. And that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. So thank everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! go. I got a little short than uh, you guys there. That's all right. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain. Alliance victory! Go! Go. Alliance! We did it! We did it! All right! All right! 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.